poked in the back or the hell? in your butt. Welcome back to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist Podcast. You have your host, Xavier. That is me. Welcome, everybody. Also joining us once again, uh, the regular crew. You've got Anthony. What's up? Danny, our newsman. How are you guys? And the young kid, Zach. Once Happy again. to be here, guys. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm glad to have all of us here because we got a couple topics to go over this episode. It's going to be one that's a little bit more informative uh, with a little bit of our conversational style that you all love. Uh, let's start it off first because we had a busy week. Uh, a lot of us got a chance to catch up on some of the big movies coming up for Oscar season, but they also got a chance to have some other what I call extracurricular watching. I will start off first. Uh, I actually enjoy watching anime on the side. So this weekend in the States, this anime animated feature film that's based off of a manga and anime called Jujutsu Kaisen came out. The movie's called Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. The animation's pretty baller. Uh, really great colors, great soundtrack. The plot was actually pretty tight. And it's one of these movies where you didn't have to go and watch the anime that aired last year or have to read the manga to know anything about it. You can go in cold and have a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. The theater was packed. It was hype. A lot of people were cheering at the big moments. Fan favorites showed up, but it was a lot of fun. Like there's one main character that's super popular and they had their moment to really pop off. And it was just all the fight scenes are really well animated. And, um, you know, don't ever skimp on any like anime features. If you ever want to like watch some good action or just get a couple of things that's a bit different from the standard norms uh anthony i know you got to see a couple stuff in too anything big well i saw batman again again holy crap <laughs> again. batman again but i saw it in a completely different experience at a 4dx and if n none of you know what a 4dx is it is a similar to those 4d rides at theme parks where you're usually in a theater you sit in a chair and you get poked in the back or the hell? in your butt or, or whatever i don't know but you get sprayed in the face the chairs move a lot uh and it goes with what's going on on the screen like the shrek 4d ride at universal rip because it's gone now right sad but yeah so lots of movies are programmed um to the seats and everything around it so i watched batman with the seat vibrating pretty much the whole movie <laughs> vibrating to the score so batman's theme that's playing for the majority of the movie pretty much vibrates on your back and it's it was awesome that's freaking um, great <laughs> there is i mean it might have been on purpose but obviously since the movie in the movie it rains a lot there wasn't as much rain it's garbage uh, sprayed on me as much back. as i thought there would be <laughs> and i think they they realized they didn't want people <laughs> getting out of the theater soaking wet but they did have like they sprayed mist they definitely had a uh, some odor machine and it smelled like you know old smelly streets when they really? were showing like yeah when they were showing 
wet Gotham City. It was it was pretty cool. They had fog machines going on every time there were gunshots. There were flashes of lights going on. Fog machine? Okay, yeah, that's kind of weird. Machines. Like, not that I, I'm I'm gonna hate on 40x, but how are you gonna have a fog machine <laughs> obscuring your view of stuff? No, they have it low enough, and it only shoots up high enough where it doesn't really obscure the screen, and it, and it dissipates pretty quickly. It's so, it's done very well. How about that fire extinguisher scene? Do you get more like? fog on that yes <laughs> yes anytime there was an explosion there was the lights with the fog machine and then and then of course the crown jewel of the movie is the the, the car chase yeah it was Oof. absolutely ridiculous <laughs> i felt like i was on a horse the the, the seat was <laughs> moving around vibrating going back and forth like going to to every little beat of what was going on in the screen okay so what cars are getting hit by other cars and you're constantly Shaking back and forth, it was it was really cool. Do you recall exactly what happens as he launches yes, in the air? Yes, and it was really cool. It was really cool. So you actually was airborne. You were actually airborne. It, it did <laughs> for a second. It made you feel that way. It it like sh- the seat goes up and then it like goes back and you kind of lean back like you're you're Fat Joe. Okay, I take but, it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're not gonna. It's not gonna make you weightless uh, like you're on a roller coaster. But uh, but yeah, for what it is, it was it was really interesting. It was a really fun experience. So if you ever get a chance uh, here in Miami, there's a theater now that has 40X. It is the Regal Kendall Village. They're up and running now. They've been doing renovations, and it looks completely different. So they have a few theaters open because they're still renovating, and one of them is the 40X. So, I mean, the, what I saw, the hallways are, like, darker. Yeah, right? it's completely different. So if you went to that theater two years ago when they were still open, it, it looks completely different. That kind of reminds me of the old hallways in the... The old Kendall, the the car, the theater. It's again for you viewers. You might have to Google Maps this stuff, but uh, or you listeners, sorry. But do you remember there was an old on the other side of the street? There was another theater that's now a DSW. Yes, I forgot what that was called. Kendall Nine. Kendall Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I saw Return of the King, like twice. But okay, so but yeah, 40 it was, X it was it. really cool. I mean, it's a little expensive. I was able to use a gift card, so I didn't really pay anything for it. So. If you're willing to shell out the cash, I think it was about 20, 25 bucks. It's wow. uh, definitely a really cool experience. And so obviously you shouldn't go to any movie. Just make sure you get go to like a really fun, exciting action movie, uh, maybe like a Fast 10 Furious or something like that. And it'll <laughs> definitely Fast be 10 your seatbelt. Exactly. Fast 10 your seatbelt, even though that theater won't have any. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll be cool. Nice. nice. Yeah, it, w- it was very fun. So I recommend it if you're willing to spend the money on it. All right. Cool. Nice. I love it. Uh, Danny, I know you got to see a couple things off your list. All right, I'll I'll name two things that I got to see this weekend. Um, the first one, which Xavier also saw, uh, "Drive My Car." Uh, man, it is a long movie. Yeah, it's you feel Godfather that three-hour runtime. It's like Batman, but uh, it was it was a good film. I I enjoyed it. You had to think about the things that were happening a lot. I feel very emotional. Um, just. You guys should check it out. We'll do. Yeah, the the performances are really strong, very subtle. There are a lot of nuances to a lot of things because, again, there's just, like I told you, it's a very emotionally complex film. Mm-hmm. I would recommend anybody listening to watch it, but take the time, set it aside because you need to really digest it and understand. If you're into drama, and also remember, most of the movie is in Japanese. Yeah. There's some stuff spoken in Korean, even in English, surprisingly, which Sign I thought was language really cool. Too. Yes, uh, sign is Korean sign uh, out of all yeah. things. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And 
everybody has this sort of interwoven idea of like one of the main themes of like kind of like grief and dealing with something in their past and then trying to persevere and continue on. And it really echoes a lot of what's going on with the main character and what his job is in the movie itself. I won't spoil it, but it's really thematically relevant to the things he's going through personally with what he's doing in Hiroshima. So yeah, a great, great. Yeah. I'm glad you took the recommendation because it's really good. And and the first 40 minutes just really set up the, the film. So. In, and like you told me, the first 40 minutes set it up perfectly to give you your opening credits. Yep. <laughs> it's very irregular, not a normal Hollywood style thing, but it is uh, really good. And, you know, we'll talk about it in a bit, but it's based off of it. It's an adaptation of a short story. So they took a short story and made, <laughs> made it three, it three hours, hours long. <laughs> but it's a substantive three hours, a, a, a three hours with substance. Sorry. Yep. Words are hard. Uh, and then your second one sorry go ahead my second one uh, which is first time I've seen this movie 300 oh <laughs> oh man what a movie yeah did you want to go work out afterwards hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> you did <laughs> look up the behind the scenes they had a whole like three months of doing some hardcore ass workouts but uh, what'd you think it was great yeah uh, it's I fun. mean there's yeah, fun movie um, you know I got to see it on my uh, TV at home and you know just chill out nice it was, it was great fun story about that movie I had a prof- college professor that was just would really just you know take a dump on that movie just for the all the historical inaccuracies and <laughs> I had to remind him yeah it's based off a kind of ridiculous graphic novel by Frank Miller who in his own right has his own crazy style and sure there were a lot of you know in inaccuracies and you know you had the persians throwing grenades which not was not a real thing they didn't bring elephants but uh boy did it look so damn cool uh, uh zach snyder mm-hmm. yeah the, that zach snyder flair uh fun fact too is I, I believe so the whole this is sparta bit i think in herodotus the uh his histor well supposed to be historical chronicling of the Persian invasions and stuff, the histories by Herodotus. I think he actually talks about the Athenians when the Persians sent their emissaries. They're, they're like, oh, we want a gift of earth and water. The Athenians actually kicked the guy down the well and said, go get it yourself. And like paraphrasing, it's like, oh, earth and water, you'll get it down the well. And they just kicked that man down. <laughs> so they just interpreted it to just, this is Sparta. And that launched Gerard Butler's career. Super iconic. Yeah. Super duper iconic. I'm glad you liked it. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I've seen like clips, you know, the the iconic, this is Sparta, but you know, it's not the same. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But now you see it in its entirety and hey, that's how you got Gerard Butler and Lena Headey's careers getting launched from that. Yeah. So good stuff. And lastly, Zach, what, uh, what'd you get up to this weekend? What, in terms of your film watching? Uh, so, uh, from the last time that we recorded, I think I watched maybe, I think just three films. Uh, the first one I watched was, I think it was the Mitchells versus the Machines. I finally Very was nice. able to watch that on, uh, uh, it was on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I, I thought that film was really hilarious and really well animated. Uh, I think the dad was probably one of the best characters in terms of just like the, 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 his, his uh, being like, just being funny, right? Like, uh, like the characters uh, so well written when it comes to the comedy aspect, like, uh, like the parts towards the uh 
kind of towards the end and then at the very end where he's trying to figure out how to use YouTube and how to send for requests and also like him like freaking out and having like this whole like be my friend on the internet yeah was hilarious I, I think those parts were uh, were kind of or some of the highlights of the film uh, as well as the uh, the two robots that uh, kind of glitch out and, and Deborah bought 5,000 dude that's <laughs> stupid I love it yeah Danny McBride uh, that, that cast is actually pretty stacked um you have uh, the girl from uh, Disenchantment, and I think she was also in, um, God, what's the name of the show? Uh, but I think her name is, um, it's Abby something, but she has been doing a lot of voice acting work lately. She's done some live action stuff, but she is really good as uh, the main character. Danny McBride is the dad. Maya Rudolph's yeah. the mom. Yeah. Uh, I think the director of the movie is the little kid. If I if I recall, I I kind of remember uh, when I was doing research while I was watching the movie. Um, I don't remember that if, if you know if it was the director or not or but. the writer. I think it was like it was a uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Rianda was Aaron. Uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, Abby Jacobson. That's her name. Sorry, okay. but yeah, she's amazing. Like she's she's really good. And uh, the supporting cast again, like you have a lot of. Oh, uh, John Legend and uh, and his wife too were the neighbors. They were the perfect couple, the yeah. perfect family. <laughs> yeah, they were freaking hilarious. Um, one of the and one of the robots was Blake Griffin. I don't know who that yeah. is. Yeah, nice. Thanks, IMDb. The basketball uh, player, <laughs> which is kind of great. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the basketball player. That's exactly. Right. Eric Andre was uh, the, the CEO, CEO Mark, and Mark, yeah. Academy Award winner Olivia Coleman was a uh, pal, like the, oh, yeah. the antagonist of the film. Well, I, th- I think one of the things that I really liked about the movie is that uh that they kind of get into it like pretty early on it's not like a like a it takes a while for it to get into the plot of the movie it kind of like you know in the, in the first 10 15 minutes they already kind of get it going and then it you know all hell breaks loose and all this crazy stuff happens and and robot invasion it was it was it was really over the top but it was the right kind of over the top yeah it the, the tone's perfect yeah i know what you mean uh yeah. nice so that's your first one yeah, so that was my first one, and then immediately after that, I watched Turning Red, and I I still think it deserved to be released in theaters. Yeah, I think after yeah. watching it, I think it, we it all was agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I think it was a it's a big enough movie. It's a great movie uh, that it should have been in theaters, but you know, I, I still don't know what what Disney's decision on or why you know Disney des- decided to release it only on Disney Plus. So and then, weird. You know, they everything lost, else. They lost a lot of money. Yeah. yeah no yeah i saw the box office numbers and zero because it's barely the well it was like four million. Oh, because i think it, they showed it they, they sh- i think it was in theaters in just like a few select cities for one day or something like that was it oh, one was day it? or was it for a weekend um if they were smart they would have put it at disney springs the amc there no, they didn't put it but no <laughs> oh, that, that i'm not too sure um, that would have been the smart play and i'm sure also in regions that uh that don't, don't have, have disney plus mm-hmm. um, i'm sure they released them uh, release that film in theaters in mm-hmm. those regions um but I, I i still think that that they should have done it uh it, it's kind of sad seeing the the box office numbers so low yeah right like now. next base practically nothing that's not fair i yeah the movie yeah. deserved to be in theaters i agree with you 100 percent. yeah and the, the movie itself i mean the, the animation looked great uh the uh the plot was in a in a way like uh i mean like, like most pixar films uh they always have like a, a a deep message. So in in this one, you know, with the uh, the daughter having the mother who who's very strict, who's very uh, protective, 
Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, we see where uh, like the mom's younger self is is had the same experience with her own mother trying to live up to her expectations and then and yeah then D- disney coming on. up with the the true villains being generational trauma <laughs> and kanto and turning red is yep. the same thing it's like oh yeah all that makes sense and then it's personified by the red panda so uh there are a lot of great themes about it again uh like zach's recommendation if you haven't seen it please watch it try to watch it like the biggest screen you can because it's just there are a lot of vibrant shots cool action almost anime inspired sequences and the character development is really great like um like maymay's like friend group is freaking awesome like they're (laughs) hilarious um for town yeah fort <laughs> i'm telling you oh, when oh, the mom yeah. when the mom's like why is it called four town when there's five, five people <laughs> and my mind was i was thinking the same exact thing and when she said that's like damn i'm old now like i'm part of i'm not with it so that's awesome dude yeah and, and, and the voice cast was great too like uh maybe not so much of the main character i mean the main characters or main actors uh, and actresses were were great but then having like uh like uh, uh what's his name J- uh, james hong right as the old man like just david lopan from uh you know uh big trouble in little china i gotta show you that one that's a that's a great movie that and then the uh uh the grandmother was played i forget the actress's name but uh if you ever watched uh the marvel netflix shows she was madame gao uh and then the mom i i forget her name too i forget the actress's name but she's from Grey's anatomy right that's correct that is Sandra O. Sandra O. Sandra O. Yeah. Also, Killing Eve. If you haven't seen Killing Eve, that's with uh, no. Jody Cormer. Again, yeah. <laughs> Educate yourself. No, I'm kidding. It's a uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no she, yeah. Sandra O's great. She's been on a tear. Like, um, she was also in Invincible. Uh, she was uh, Mark's mom. Right. Yeah. And oh, I love that show. Yeah. It it's just great. again. Yeah. She's just on all fronts, just killing it. And uh, so good, yeah. You're right. the the voice The voice cast is like very strong, and it's uh, good. Uh, kind of in representative of you know the the current story it's told, but there's so many good nuances in there too. So good stuff, man. And your last one, which uh, Anthony yeah. and I know of, but you got to tell our viewers. Uh, we'll go a little deep later, but just give them a little hint. Yeah. So just before you know coming here to the studio to uh, to do uh, the recording for this podcast. Uh, uh, I watched Tick Tick Boom, starring Andrew Garfield, and I thought it was really great. Like, it's it's one of those movies where I still feel like I, I need to watch it a couple times just to really get like really you know, have like a, a better uh, have better thoughts about it. Um, but like my initial viewing, it was great. Uh, I was surprised to see uh, Vanessa Hudgens because uh, the last thing that I remember seeing her in was like High School Musical that was a long <laughs> time ago that's a long t- there's a whole bunch of other things like, like, she was I, in yeah, she's done she was on like Spring Breakers you didn't watch Polar on Netflix no I never watched that she's in that and then, like, I think she did what Spring Breakers or whatever that mm-hmm. movie's called yes which With, uh, I, I never saw it but what's her name so Jenko Franco a, yeah but also um, Frames Jenko wasn't it Frames Bella, Bella Thorne no, no uh, maybe no no I'm, no, I'm no, thinking no. Emma Watson I think wasn't she in Spring Breakers no no no, I could have sworn she was. But James ring. Frank was in. That's the bling ring. The bling ring. That's right. Get schooled, me. Uh, the, the music was fantastic, though. I, I think Selena I, I, I Gomez is in Spring Breakers as well. Was it Selena? Selena Gomez. Uh, yes, you were right. right. And the other person was uh, Ashley Benson. Oh, she's from what? Yeah. Uh, Pretty Little Liars. I think Pretty Little Liars. 
big yeah, little lights. You are right. One of the, one of those yep. three words. One of those uh, CW three three word. My shows. sister has probably seen like five times at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know people who have gone through that show like habitually. Like I'm just gonna yes. rewatch it. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. Like it's like can you not? Like I just tell people like please don't. I I, I did that with The Office. I mean, nice. Everybody has their comfort food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody has their comfort food. But cool stuff, man. Awesome, guys. And so getting into that a little bit, getting in the mood, uh, Danny's got a couple big three pieces of news that we got going on for this week uh, leading up to the Oscars. But uh, some other exciting tidbits that we just got in over the week, if you want to let the listeners in on it. For sure. So the first one is uh, we got a hint of when the new Avatar 2 trailer is going to come out. Uh we're all super excited to Deepest finally to see too. something finally. about it. Finally. Um, so it's possibly coming out in the Doctor Strange 2 release. Who knows? Maybe. So that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. Disney property to promote another Disney property. Yeah, and it's a big, big release. So Yeah. 13 years. Corporate synergy. 13 years, 13 years later. Come I still on. can't believe 13 Come years. Come on, That's Mouse. Great. Come on, Bob. You got to make this happen. All right. Piece all right, number so, two. News number two, uh, we got two shows that just got renewed on the CW. We right. got Ooh. Superman and Lewis. Interesting. And we got The Flash on season nine. It's oh, ninth Flash? season, wow. guys. Oh. That's a lot. Man, I'm so <laughs> To me, they're now. still in season five. Yeah. <laughs> I think six was the last one I saw. That, that, that means The Flash has more seasons than Arrow. Than Arrow. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah. blows my mind. Uh, uh, don't I don't they think they renewed the other cast? shows. Didn't a lot of their cast leave? Yeah, the guy who played Cisco left. Uh, the guy what? who played Dude. Wells left. <laughs> what? I, yeah. Wells left? Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the last And season. like Daniel Panabaker's like kind of sort of there sometimes, but she just directs a lot of the episodes. Uh, but look, my, my main takeaway from that is Superman and Lois. If you're not on that, you need to watch it. It's some good Superman storytelling. Uh, I'm no, I'm like two episodes behind, but... They find ways to bring in the Superman mythos really well. Like season one had some great like, moments that really showcases Superman. They're not deconstructing Superman. They're not, I've said it before in other mediums, but they're not trying to like tear down or invert the concept of Superman or the idea of just like, oh, you know, like what if Superman was bad? What if Superman was a drunk? What if Superman, you know, was uh, five years old and flew backwards or something like I don't like people try to do these crazy stuff because they think Superman's too corny but this show actually celebrates the idea of Superman while giving him some modern challenges and challenges of being part of a family too so what what season is it is it is it in now two two, two. so it got so renewed for, third. for a third three okay very cool man uh, very and cool. you can't see it on HBO Max right I not sure maybe pretty yeah sure. I think most CW season shows one, maybe? go on HBO Max pretty quickly. Yeah, see, I know season one. I know they have their own like app that's like, hey, you know, watch our thing that's riddled with commercials. Well, because I know that. Uh, yeah, they are on. They're uh, on HBO Max. HBO yep. Max. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I know Netflix had fact uh, checkers coming in. Yeah, Netflix had a had like a an exclusive deal essentially where they would stream the whatever the previous season was like right before the next season. But I guess now with HBO Max. They're kind of yeah, switching over now to corporate to synergy right <laughs> once again. Cool, cool. Right. Awesome, man. Now, and news number one. three. This is a fun one, uh, especially for something we're going to talk about later today. Uh, we got a new cast member joining Mandalorian season three. And oh, that's, that's exciting. Christopher Lloyd. That's right. We're going back. Hopefully not to Tatooine, but we're going back. <laughs> Probably are. 
we're going back somewhere. Watch we go back to like Endor again because of, you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker. But hey, who knows? Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, they're bringing in like it's in the past. You would think this is like stunt casting. Like, oh, we're just going to bring people for the the member berries. You remember this guy from the thing. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe he's like another cloner or if he's some El- Mandalorian elder. That'd be pretty baller, actually. But we shall see, guys. That's really cool. Thanks for that. Uh, nice. keep it eye, eye out hopefully later on we'll get news of when season three of mandalorian drops yeah that's gonna be hype for sure and uh in the meantime we have obi-wan so that's gonna be hype is christopher lloyd having uh like a a comeback he was in nobody uh was, yeah he was in, he was in something else too recently I, I can't recall but nobody for sure and uh that's a surprise for anybody who hasn't seen that but he, dude shows that's up pretty cool he's but, coming back yeah, man. I Maybe think, he'll uh, do Angels in the Outfield three or whatever, <laughs> whatever number they're. they're Dude, if, if they bring that back, I, they need Joseph Gordon Levitt to come back. He he could be the 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 team manager. Uh yeah, probably. Oh, he was in the Tender Bar. My mom saw that. There you go. Yeah, uh, nice feel good movie directed by George Clooney. I think it's on Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it's on Prime. That's with Ben Affleck, right? It is with the the Ben Affleck. Yes. Nice. And uh, randomly, Max Martini's in that. I just know him from Pacific Rim. But I just I just see Max Martini as like, oh, yeah, that guy's cool. But yeah, Prime Video's got that one, too. Uh, very cool, guys. Yeah, excellent. It's going to be exciting. Christopher Lloyd's making the comeback. Um, and speaking of coming back, we will pivot now to, because this Sunday, March 27th, if you're listening before that date, we have the Oscars airing, sort of live. We... we do or don't know because some of the categories are going to be like pre-recorded which kind of sucks but uh we wanted to update the viewers on some quick stuff that we finally got to see and some of our picks because i think we talked about what could win but i think now that we have a more educated guess on some of the hot categories we can for sure pick out so what i'll do is i'll start off with a couple of big categories just one or two and talk about my pick and then we'll go off of your favorite categories and like your two and go from there so first of all i have uh cinematography and between tragedy to Macbeth, west side story power of the dog nightmare alley and dune all strong contenders but i gotta give it to dune like there's just so many powerful shots and you have to find a way to make sci-fi digestible, even something as like hard sci-fi as Dune. Uh, Denis Villeneuve and his team just knocked it out of the park. That's going to be my pick, hands down. If it's a movie that might steal from it, then maybe Power of the Dog, but I really think Dune needs to win this one. Like, you know, another Dark Horse, maybe West Side Story, but it, it looks like if between Dune or Power of the Dog, my pick being Dune. And uh, Best International Film... I think there's a couple of really key ones here. So Flea, which is actually nominated for Best Animated Film. Uh, Worst Person in the World, it's a Norwegian film. And Drive My Car, which Danny and I just finally got to watch. I got to give it to Drive My Car. That uh, is a, That movie is so, again, complex from an emotional standpoint, thematic standpoint. And it's really well done in the fact that it's relatable even with just if you're watching the movie mostly with subtitles it's there's so there's many different layers that go through all of that and it's just really it's really real i don't know like even i've got some stuff from me personally watching that movie i was like wow like that's that that hits that hits deep it's heavy 
So again, it's a long commitment, but that's my pick for international film. That's got to win. Uh, easy. Even though, again, the one dark horse that might scoop it up will be uh, worst person in the world. But drive my car, hands down. Anthony, what do you got? So I would say for film editing, I would pick Tick, Tick, Boom. The mm. Yeah, that movie, <laughs> Zach just recently saw it. And that movie, the editing in that is pretty pretty nuts and you know i've seen dune i've seen king richard and don't look up and none of them are as you know frenetic or or kind of out there with the amount of different things going on and scenes and songs going on at the same time as tick tick boom and just the fact that they had to lin-manuel miranda had to i'm assuming he worked with the editor because a lot of directors usually do but to, to be able to to maneuver around all of that and all the storytelling behind all those different beats of the editing process. It's uh, so yeah, that'd be my pick. That's great. Yeah. Cause someone who is the only person in the room who hasn't seen it yet, everything that I hear from it sounds that it's a tremendous undertaking to edit something into what's basically the main characters like thought process to make this musical Yeah, and to put it together in a musical of its own is extremely impressive the only one i would think again that might like that might scoop it up will be either like power of the dog or dune just because like those are very strong films in their own right but i'd love to see tick tick boom win and your second so my other category i would say best actress in a leading role because i've i've seen three out of the five so i saw the eyes of tammy faye so jessica chastain um, I saw Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart in Spencer. All three of these, and I'm sure it's the same for the other two as well. That's why they're in this category. All of them, you know, all of these ladies are like the focal point of these movies. So have they like, all been nominated before? Who? Have they all five of them been nominated before? I know for sure Penelope no, Kristen Cruz. Stewart has not been nominated before. No? I don't think so. Okay. Because I was I mean, like, man, could, like, it's finally, possible. maybe it might be finally her time, but like she... Because like she's always been in contention of like, hey, Kristen Stewart's now like a really good actress. Don't just judge her off a of Twilight. Like, like don't uh, judge anybody. Like, Pattinson, like, yeah. like, like, like our like boy Pattinson. Bobby Pat, like Robert Pattinson. Don't judge him but, on that anymore. Yeah, and all three of them did great. Um, but I, I think my pick, I just saw it last night, would be possibly Jessica Chastain. Um, her voice, her mannerisms, just she, she sings in that in that movie as well and uh, she just did a very very great job in that movie Damn. and she played opposite of uh, andrew garfield so he's having a good year too so it was it was pretty much them two during the whole movie the whole just, movie cool hey guys let's show let's show people how to act <laughs> nah but, you gotta love the showcases like that yeah, i love that uh, playing true life tv televangelists so yeah it was yeah, it's like through the 70s and 80s, right? Yeah, two very quirky roles. And yeah, it was, nice. it was a pretty good movie, but the performances were the standout more excellent. so than, you know, than the story. Nice. Yeah, excellent, excellent. All right, I'm excited for this one. Danny, what do you got for us? All right, I'm going to choose costume design. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is one that should be fun. The viewers and listeners uh, agree. I want to check this out. Now, I love Dune, but I'm going to give this one to Corella. Uh the costume design on that one is just top notch. I mean, the yeah. whole movie is about costumes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But there's no costume that feeds water like, to you. Like, the still suit, my guy. Yeah. It's the still suit. But this is about visuals. Oh. Yeah. Like the the Fremen suit, like everything. Like it's. I know. Like 
I want to give it to Dune easy, but watching the standout thing other than, you know, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson were the costumes. Like everything, every like 10 minutes, there's a new costume or there's a whole, like the whole montage thing where, you know, Cruella's doing her like subterfuge underground. It's like almost fashion terrorism. Like that's just, that's all costumes. Like you have to be able to organize that and make it striking and understand that, yeah, this chick might be a little crazy, but boy, can she make costumes. I mean, the one with the fire alone was, yeah, was top notch. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like straight up flames, like the kids say. Right. Your second, yes. Yeah. So, so my second costume? one, I'll choose visual effects. Okay. This is a, this was a complicated one for me, but I'm just going to go with Free Guy. Oh, Free Guy, huh? interesting i chose free guy just because i feel like one it was like a video game on steroids fair enough <laughs> but like you know like grand theft auto type style but the visuals were actually like really good throughout the movie like it wasn't out of place mm-hmm. i feel but think think that might have a shot nice if not it might be either like shang chi or spider-man yeah so my pick personally think, was Spider-Man. i think dune would win that Sandworms. Sandworms. I don't know about visual effects, but <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I that's fair enough. I, Dune I, can win anything, yeah. but you know, <laughs> the, no, they, like they Dune, should win everything. Dune, sh- Dune, Dune should, should win, win everything, everything, but yeah, you know. Um, okay, but I mean, with Dune though, it, the, like you felt like that was real when you were watching Dune. No, for sure. But yeah, that's yeah. clearly the probably the majority of that movie is visual effects. You just don't yeah. realize it. I mean, Arrakis was a lot of the sands in Arrakis was real sand, but at the same time, was it? <laughs> You know what? I'm well, like, then you got I'm the worm too. Yeah, like the sandworms was, was always striking to me. Like the sandworms, the the ships, the the well, a lot of the effects the dra- came yeah, from lighting the and stuff. Ships, yeah, the, a cool. lot of the effects came from like again cinematography and lighting when it came to like introducing Baron Harkonnen and like I can wax poetic about that movie all day, but <laughs> it's just for like specifically visual effects and CG effects. Like a lot of it seems realistic, but um that's interesting you picked free guy which i can see it personally i picked spider-man just because there's a lot of trickery that has to go into that anytime you For put sure. the mirror verse like okay anything like, dr is, strange always. yeah like it's gotta it's it's pretty mind-blowing and at the same time you're mixing a lot of the different stuff with doc ock and modernizing that sandman was like all mocap from like the get-go and just that's it's all the whole another thing and I'm I'm just glad also the effects on Electro were real. Like or like not real, obviously, they but just they were better. <laughs> they Jamie better. Jamie Foxx can shoot a electricity now. Boogie boogie. Uh the, I mean, the whole is uh, great. Yeah. The whole third act in Shang-Chi was Yeah, those, visual yeah, effects. Yeah, you, that was yeah, your Marvel visual effects extravaganza as usual. But yeah, Free Guy had all a, a lot of that stuff, even towards the end where everything's breaking apart and you know uh how they visually yeah. affected uh, dude dude yeah <laughs> bring it dude again taika ytt too damn good uh that's but yeah i i, I could see it I, that might just if it scoops up visual effects um it won't be surprising it'll be a slight upset but it won't be super surprising good choice good choice all right and zach hit us with the goods uh well, i, I yeah, wanted to ask ourselves i i would have I wanted to choose a animated feature film, but I don't know if you want me to talk about the two that Dude, we kind of uh, laughed You know what? We're going to give you a third bonus a third round. One? All right. All right. Oh. What should I start off with? 
<laughs> start with your two and then the bonus one being animated. Okay. All right. So uh, the two or the, the first two categories that I'm going to choose are original score. And there's only one correct answer because <laughs> on my on my ballot list here, I just kind of scratched out the other names and just left it with Dune because why (laughs) yeah because why why shouldn't it win i feel like hans zimmer has been uh cheated out of a lot of academy awards for we may or may not have a bias just saying (laughs) we definitely follow bias i think we're all in agreement on this one yeah it's it's unanimous at this point i want to i want the listeners to when this episode drops check out our instagram for popcorn watch list because we're going to put our particular ballots for every category up. That way you can kind of match along, see people's different tastes, whether you agree, disagree. We'll have a fun little poll whose list is most accurately going to win. But you got to look at Zach's original score and uh, sound design ballots specifically. I'm just going to tell you that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, for original score, I mean, Dune just stands out there uh it, it, or it stands out the most out of the other films. I mean, I don't even remember what the other films were because I crossed them off my list. So <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's how okay. much I think Dune should should win. But what was your favorite part of the Dune score? <laughs> Would you like to give us... Uh... No, I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to hear your version. <laughs> um, I I will not okay. sing. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Okay. I don't think I can. I think our I, listeners do. I don't think I can recreate the the beauty that was the score. Uh, okay. With Just, all ah, of the, uh, like I, I can't do it. chanting. Like yeah, one of those. Can't, yeah, that, that was like Lion King esque kind of like. But no, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. gonna sing. I love the Atreides. The all the House Atreides theme stuff was really great. Like we've talked about it before. Like Danny and I. Like it's. There's so many cool thematic soundscapes that he uses throughout the movie and interweaves them together because as Paul Atreides, he's sort of, you know, adopted by Arrakis, but he's also from House Atreides. So there's a bit of that in him always. And it's just really cool to see that theme still show up in the music. And that's why Hans Zimmer's like one of the goats, man. Like, There's a dude. video on Vanity Fair, which I shared with you guys. Um, it shows how he created the score along with some of the instruments he kind of put together to come up with some of the sounds. It's a really, really great video. Yeah. Check it out. If you're, if you're a nerd for nerd. film scores like us, it's check it out. Yeah. If you search Vanity Fair, Hans Zimmer, you'll mm-hmm. find it easy. Really, really cool. Uh, and then for sound design... Boy, I wonder what you picked. <laughs> well, I can tell you that it's everything that's not Dune. I'm oh, sorry that it is Dune. <laughs> if it's Dune, it's it. It's only it's only Dune. Again, I don't care about whatever the other films were because again, I don't remember what they are. But Dune is the only correct choice. I think sci-fi films have a have a their very own unique uh, sound and sound design, and Dune. I think elevates that above your other typical sci-fi like Star Trek or even some fantasy stuff like uh, Star Wars or anything like that. I think it goes beyond that and it deserves to win that hands down. Yeah, it's the same argument. We're like, how do you have Star Wars without the sounds of blasters, the lightsaber, the Millennium Falcon? How do you have Dune really sell you on this intense, wild and crazy future without the kind of sounds 
that they use for whether it's the you know the dragonfly ships those were the best yeah like this the actual humming through the the sound of the sand uh, just moving through what do they call it thornicopters the uh, the thorn uh, thornicopters so the the this the sound of them fluttering like you have to balance that with you know the sounds of the desert the giant sandworms that just sift and weave through the whole thing the the battle sequences and explosions that have to kind of mix all that together. You're still getting sounds from the Holtzman shields from each that's around everybody. There's a lot to juggle and you have to make it sound understandable, otherworldly. And then that's not even getting into the voice, the voice, the whole, the way the voice, Yeah. Oh, the the voice. Oh, so that was number two for me. Yeah. It's just after the, the, the thornicopters. Yeah. It's just that that always that sticks to me up from like the two times I've seen Dune. Like that's the voice. Like they nailed that perfectly. I've said it before. It's hands down perfect. Awesome, man. And lastly, uh, we're going to talk about best animated film. I want to hear this one. Yeah. So for for best animated feature. Dune. um, (laughs) Only Dune. (laughs) Uh, I have here. uh, So I have two choices, but one I feel like would. um, I mean, I don't think it's going to win. I mean, it could win, but the one that I think has a better chance than the other one that I chose was the Mitchells versus the Machines. Because if you've seen uh, 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 Into the Spider-Verse, it has kind of that same uh, animation style with a lot of like the uh, like the little, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you call them whenever, like uh, like the little sound effect. Comic yeah, it's kinda, like, yeah, automatopoeia, yeah. some of the yeah, header stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like that, it just looks, it, it adds to the movie and makes it what it is and, and the kind of style that it's going for. Yeah. And then. It's also a Sony animation. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah it and is. Which is why I, I brought and up I the whole And I think it's also a Jordan Miller production. So Exactly. Yeah. I think I have honestly they're, think. They're doing, yeah. they're doing some work over there. I really truly think that they have a strong chance of beating Encanto. And it would mark the second time that Sony animation beat out Disney, especially when Disney had more than one offering. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah, it's, they have what three technically because they also own Pixar. Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah. They have three now: Encanto, Luca, Raya, and the Raya. Last Dragon. And I mentioned it before; it's a documentary, but it's also an animated film called Flea. It's from Denmark, I believe, and uh, pretty powerful stuff. But I, this, these others are just really strong contenders. But I have to, I agree with you on that. I think Mitchell's versus Machines are going to win. Like I personally like Encanto for. A lot of the themes that go in it, personally relatable. However, just Mitchell's versus Machines just hit all the buttons. Like I'm just worried that Oscar voters might find it too hyper, or it's too in that its tone and and pacing might be a bit intense. But um, I would argue it can it can tone it down. It, it knows when to slow down and then when to just throw stuff at you left and right. So I I haven't seen it, but. I've seen Spider-Verse, I've seen the Lego movies, and all of those are also very hyper. And yeah. Spider-Verse was excellent. So, I mean, and it won. So, yeah. I mean, so it's get around possible. to watching it and you, you'll see, like, holy crap, this is actually really good. Yeah, it's really cool. And the uh, well, the one that I think might have a good chance, but maybe not as good as uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines is Luca. Only because I think that uh, when, it, you know, for the movie, it's very uh, colorful and vibrant. It just, like, the... the um, the uh the the set or like just, just the film in general just looks great like it's it's uh visually pleasing. It's a great summer film. 
Yeah, a great like like summer in the you know, Mediterranean in Italy. It looks really nice. My, my favorite non like anthropomorphic character in, is in Luca. It's my boy Giuseppe the fish. <laughs> that dude's he's so stupid looking. He's just like just the uh, Luca's trying to corral them all like because they're sheep fish. Like Giuseppe and just looking so like just wide eyed stupid. Like it's just hit, like swimming into a rock like just completely like moronic and just then that it's named giuseppe um which kind of sucks for uh i think the most recent winner of great british bake-off because his name is also giuseppe spoilers for great british bake-off sucks for you if you didn't oh, see it man. <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's just i just love just giuseppe like it's great like that fish is just so dumb like look him up immediately <laughs> he's just so stupid <laughs> we have the picture passing around now and it's it, that was one of the big standouts. That and uh, the little girl's dad. I thought he was really awesome. The dad is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, the dad was great. Yeah. Just just totally stone cold badass. But I like <laughs> that. Yeah. If you're going to have an alternate pick instead yeah. of going for the comfort food of Encanto, I really think, yeah, like uh, Luca, I think, is deserving of it. Yeah. And Pixar doesn't really disappoint when it comes to to how, how the movie looks. It's always going to be like every Pixar film has always been visually great. Yeah. It commits to its style. Like Cars 2, mm. mundane, <laughs> commits to not being vibrant at all. I mean, the movie still looks good, but is it good? <laughs> mm. I, I just, when people talk about Pixar makes great movies, I'm like, Cars 2. Like, I just always have to bring up Cars 2. Cars oh, 3, right. hey, is good, but Cars 2. Do you want to quickly rattle off each of our, what we think is going to win best movie? And then uh, Very quickly, yeah. Right. I'll start with Zach since he ended it with this one. I mean, we, we all... We all haven't seen all these movies yet, but we're we're trying to before this weekend. So yeah, I do have I do have some that I uh, full disclaimer. It should be Dune, but we know it's not going to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'll sell you right now. Full disclosure: I can't pick Dune because it's technically only adapting a part of the the book. If it was the whole book, or if we're able to get like the full thing, then I would be like, all right, cool. I might give it to the second one if it's good, but I just it's hard. Like I really just can't. It sucks. But um, go ahead, Zach. Sorry, didn't mean to see your thunder. Uh, okay, so for best picture, I mean, yeah, I mean, my my pick was Dune, uh, and I crossed everything out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did I did pick Dune, but the uh, I I threw in West Side Story because of all the other films on this list, it was the only other one that I have seen aside from Dune, and the movie looked like any typical musical which is not a bad thing because it was well made it was well produced directed um spielberg did a great job as always go for a reason and then i also chose as other like you know possible ones um i've heard belfast is actually like really good so it, it might this have a good chance was stealing my sheet I all right those. only only one pick only one pick <laughs> Actually, I won't even say what my other because I'm fourth pick, but I'm not going to say it. He's like fourth pick, King Richard. I have ten picks. I have ten picks that I that I think. I I feel like either Danny or Anthony. I don't know. I think one of you guys mentioned. I have ten picks. There, there are ten cap. The ten nominees, sir. Exactly. All right. So for the ten, I've seen eight of them. Nice. Uh, I haven't seen Belfast or Licorice Pizza. Okay. uh, But we are seeing them this week. Yes. But my pick as of now. That's not Dune. <laughs> oh man, is uh, Dune? Is, <laughs> is Dune's Surprise, music. Dune. Dune's music. Um, I actually think Coda 
will have a good chance at winning this. Uh, was, there are a lot of people so who agree with you. I agree. I love Coda. That was my fourth choice. <laughs> there are a lot of people who agree with you that Coda has a very strong chance. It's it hits all the buttons. It hits all the buttons. Uh, sign language <laughs> representation. Uh, just really good story. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So I agree with you. Um, it probably was going to be West Side Story, but then I saw Coda this weekend, and it was very good. It was so, one of one of those feel-good movies we don't get mm-hmm. enough nowadays we get them every now sprinkled every now and then like the green book was one of them a couple years ago yeah and it won best picture um but yeah i, I thought it was really good um i think also the secret x factor of coda uh there's actually two secret x factors one is uh troy kotzer like he his performance uh signing but also this a lot of the emoting emotion just was really powerful, really well done. It was funny too. Yeah, it, yeah, he injected a lot of humor into it. Like there was just so much variety. It's not just okay, they're you know they're doing the sign thing. No, there was just emotion behind it. It was yeah. it was it was wonderful. Um, but also the X factor is Eugenio Derbez. Yes, yeah, he was great. He's, he's great as a music teacher. He's he, it just you put him in stuff and it's always going to be good. This is also a, a plug to watch How to Be a Latin Lover. Uh, that movie's awesome. <laughs> or Acapulco, right? Acapulco is a is a show. Yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus. Very good. But um, it's yeah, Coda surprisingly again also on Apple TV Plus. It's nominated for a reason. Really strong. I like that. Cool. So that that's your pick. Yeah. Right now I'll pick Coda. Nice. So uh, I'm also in the same boat as Zach. Like I'm Dune. Yes, <laughs> Dune. No. Uh, I. I'm torn between a couple. Uh, I'm, it's torn, honestly, because I think Spielberg did such a good job. I think it's better than the original. Like, I'll go on record and say West Side Story is better than the original. So that's it's between that, honestly, and Belfast. And again, I haven't seen Belfast, but everything I've heard about it is it's it hits all the check marks like Coda, where it's it's just that feel good movie. It's a celebration of. It's also like a memoir of someone's life, and it's. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, like he's a great storyteller, and now you're giving him some uh, a platform to showcase a story that's really close to him. It's based off of his life mostly. Uh, he directs really strong performances. I'm really excited to see that. Maybe I'll, you know, we'll go on record when we'll post our ballots. Maybe that'll change. But honestly, like it's, I'm really split between the two. But there's other, you know, Power of the Dog might sneak up in there um, because of just how heavy and methodical the movie is. Like, Jane Campion did a really good job crafting that movie. And just, you get Benedict Cumberbatch just being able to jive and have, and just work with every other player so well while still making his character stand out. Hence why he's nominated. So, it's tough. Like, I if I have to pick one, I guess like my ultimate winner would probably be like I based off of what I've seen would be West Side Story but I think it's going to really come down to somewhere between Belfast Dakota maybe Power of the Dog might scoop it up too but it's going to you know objectively between Coda Belfast personally I would be okay I would would be pretty awesome that Bef- if West Side Story won Don't look up No <laughs> I, I just that, we sh- honestly we've said it before don't look up should be replaced with Tick Tick Boom, and I haven't even seen Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's just that that's a no. Thing. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Having I'm okay. seen it recently, I think yes, like, it should it's fun. Like, it. don't look up is fine and all, but it's just does it belong? It's just 
they, I don't know. Yeah, I won't get into it, but that that's my pick. Probably would be West Side Story. Long story short. Nice. Nice. All right. So with that, I want to pivot to a special segment we're going to be trying out for the first time. Because uh, over the weekend, we got Zach to sit down and finally watch <laughs> a cinematic classic. It's a blockbuster from 1985, directed by the Robert Zemeckis. And that is Back to the Future in a segment we're enti- we're calling Zach to the Future. <laughs> and uh, what's really exciting is he, we got to see this with fresh face. You know, he knew the cultural impact, but never got to actually watch the movie. So we're here. We want to listen to your insights, your thoughts. Uh, let us know, man. What do you think about it? It was trash. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Scott. It was garbage. Next week's episode, Zach is dead. <laughs> No, it was it was actually really great. Um, it was uh, I mean, like any any film like this, it had its uh, uh, it was quirky. It was it was had its very cheesy moments, but it's 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 an '80s film. It's it's gonna be or '80s science fiction film, uh, plus comedy, and it's it, I mean it's it's very typical for for the movie that it is, but it's it's great because it's iconic. It's it's one of the biggest movies and one of the biggest movie franchises of the time. And there were a lot of uh, a lot of uh, memorable uh, scenes, a lot of uh, a lot of great one-liners and and quotable uh, quotable moments in the film, like like Great Scott, like <laughs> oh, this is heavy. <laughs> this is heavy. That that was the one that that Michael J. Fox just kept. I mean, I, I don't know how many times he might have said like twenty times in the movie. Yeah, 10, 20 times in the movie. They they made a joke about it too. It's like, what's wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> That's too good. Science jokes, <laughs> and uh, and I mean the the effects too were were very very eighties. Like seeing the when uh, when Doc uh, first tests out the uh, the time travel, and it and the car just leaves a tra- like a like skid marks that <laughs> were on fire. Like the the way that I mean you're, they're standing on a on a green screen or on a blue screen, I guess. Uh, so you can I mean you can kind of tell, but but the the way that they did it was really cool actually for for 85 i'm or, surprised i thought you would hate that you'd be like that's so bad looking like you know <laughs> well, like, i mean yeah it, it looked you can tell it looks but, dated yeah but that's what you want to say but i mean back then i'm sure it's like wow that looks incredible how do they do that but it, it the the movie visually just looked looked great too all right nice and uh and, so- and no and then of course establishing the uh, the rules of time travel like uh like you were like you guys had mentioned while we were watching the movie because um, you were you were trying to oh look he's establishing the rules of time travel and everything now is that the first film that established said rules of time travel um it established its rules of time travel its own rules yeah like okay. that's its own rules but because it's so popular people are like all right yeah. cool if you go to time travel and like you change something i mean you, you have to watch two and three because that they play with that and you see oh yeah. wow this stuff changes and there's a whole like doc brown explanation of stuff so it, it's it's exciting it kind of lets you want to go back and watch the second one and even the third but as you see like in the first movie there's even minor changes do have effects yeah yeah like a like a butterfly effect kind of thing where where one small change can affect uh you know whatever happens in the future yeah uh like uh well when when he goes back to the future (laughs) pun (laughs) pun intended uh he uh he no, what was it? The doc doc had said that uh, something with the dad. I don't I don't remember that one scene towards the end. When, once he goes back uh, to the future, 
uh, Doc had said something about it, like uh, the dad doing something, or though they that he would never hurt someone or whatever it was. Yeah, he's like, but because he did punch Biff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, he laid Biff out. I've yeah. never seen him stand up to Biff before. Yeah, right. And then you see Doc Brown like, oh, oh, I don't know what that's gonna do, but whatever. Because in the in the original timeline, I guess he never did. No, no, no. he was. So then he was yeah. still since bullied he did, by him. And- yeah, even like at, you know from work and at home, like Biff's coming in, wrecked his car. He's like, your insurance is paying for it because I'm a scumbag. And so, you know, no one got a chance to put that dude in his place until until yeah. hey you <laughs> get your damn hands off her just uh and i told you the story of a crispin glover just being kind of crazy on set but I, i'll let you look that up on its own but yeah that, that is something you mentioned uh when we were watching it yeah uh, I, I will get a chance to look that up but yeah, yeah like, like then going back to the future and then everything's changed where the family has money and biff is uh waxing his car and say, oh, Mr. Mr. McFly. Now, Biff, <laughs> make sure there's two coats, not one. The one just scamming me. I was like, damn, he called this boy out. Like that. that He's that, like, you're right. I just started the second coat. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, holy crap. Like, you can tell, like, that dude is, he got put in his place. Yeah. Make like a tree. And get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, at the very end, you had the, the very iconic, oh, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> yeah, man. You got the mis- Which has been quoted, I don't know how many times and, and you just never knew, you never knew what that was i <laughs> like what are these people talking about well okay it, i so out it, of the loop it wasn't until i you know when we watched the movie that i realized that or that i remember that it was from that movie not that i realized it was but i remember from having heard about it way before but when i when i saw the or when i heard the line i was like oh so that's yeah that's where it comes from yeah dude uh th- that's exciting you got to you know like seeing it for your first eyes ever it's like oh that's what this is all about like um what was your favorite part that's a good question yeah Ooh, my favorite part was it the the dance ah uh, that there's so I, many moments the the, uh, the lightning good? strike so many moments yeah was it the what do you, what do you the look space at? alien part what like, do you look at <laughs> butthead yeah it already turned uh, it, it's hard to the pick bit in the, the, the bit in the barn i love uh, yeah, when, when yeah, when the family yeah. uh, thought it was an alien, the <laughs> and kid, then when he the comes out, the, 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 the book <laughs> when yeah. he comes on, they're like, "It already took a human form." <laughs> you mutant son, pin bitch! Like <laughs> my pine tree. Like, <laughs> uh, what about uh? We're just gonna keep lining things out. Like the moment he first realizes he's in 1955 and he's in the town square, like that. Like, what? Did, how did you think that established the fact that hey, Marty, like? You're, this is your reality right now you you are you are totally in the past well i i guess when um well i mean for one when he saw or when he walked into the diner and uh you know he, he comes across his his dad he comes across the the guy that would become mayor uh in in his own time um Seeing all the cars, seeing the uh, the movie theater was not like showing a triple X movie. <laughs> it was showing like uh, it was showing a, a Ronald Reagan film. Yeah, uh, and then uh, and that also kind of goes with later on where uh, he goes, "Oh, who's the president in the future? Oh, it, it's Ronald Reagan, the actor." <laughs> Doc Brown's like, "You're you're full of it. How dare you?" I- which which I thought it was like that him that coming to that realization was was uh, really. Uh, 
really well thought out and and how his reaction and and how he discovers and that he's in 1955 yeah it's cool instead of like telling there it's a great way to show not tell because like you have all the you know the mr sandman song in the background obviously you have the cars the clock tower is working that's like his ultimate oh yeah that was when oh no like this is real he heard it ring and he just kind of looked like yeah just what i've never heard that before so um that and the yeah like i love how they alluded first to how uh george and lorraine met and then he ends up yeah the bird watching yeah bird watching huh (laughs) that kind of bird watching (laughs) what kind of bird yeah exactly and the dad's like i hit another one of these kids again (laughs) another (laughs) one his car (laughs) just like do they realize like there might be something wrong (laughs) there's so many people getting hit by cars a lot of like high schoolers that could climb trees was it like did they get to the point where like if lorraine found that they weren't hot dudes they were just like oh no he's good just leave him on the street like what like what was what was the deciding factor of bring him into the house or nope not bring him into the house i think it was just bring him into the house and then she's like put him somewhere put him on their parents calvin klein yeah call their parents (laughs) put him on the couch Dude, I think his reaction when she's like, why is it Calvin Calvin? And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> the name is underwear. Oh, Calvin Klein. That's yeah. Like, oh, he's just oh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was great. Like, there, it's for all the listeners, like, all the little mini things that came through, like, he's just like, oh, that's hilarious. Or, like, the, the kind of 50s to 80s mix of things. It was cool seeing it for somebody for the first time, like, having never seen it. Like, uh, were there things that uh you didn't necessarily like expect but you found sort of like you know surprisingly delightful like oh that's pretty cool like uh in terms of you mentioned like the the vfx at a certain point but whether is there anything else that was like oh like maybe some of the makeup or you know the the music well yeah when it came to the makeup um it took me a little bit to or i mean oh i didn't notice it immediately that it, the uh the actors that played marty's parents were in makeup i thought when i had you know watching or having seen like bits and pieces of it before i just thought they were different actors and then then i mentioned while we're watching oh that's like oh she's like they're wearing a lot of makeup (laughs) because uh the mom had a lot of wrinkles and then uh the dad also she just, was also chubbier and yeah yeah she and had you, a see, you can see the wrinkles in her young face too so. <laughs> thompson does have a time yeah <laughs> and i'm like wait are they wearing makeup and like yeah they're just wearing you know heavy makeup and then then you see like their actual faces when he goes back in time and sees his the younger versions like you know, you're 17 my year old parents. you're my that's hilarious marty's reaction to his mom so, <laughs> thin <laughs> so thin Oh, but overall, I, I think I'd give the movie like a, a good eight and a half. There you 10. go. Okay. I, 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 I think a solid eight and a half out of ten. So one thing I want to make a point out of, and this is something I know Danny likes to bring up a lot, is the music for that movie. Like not. Okay, so <laughs> when when I when when I watch a movie or you know something like that where it's like a like a like a just a classic, to me. Uh, the, the the only score that stood out was kind of like the main score mm-hmm. and you were whistling part of like part of one of the themes i don't remember which one it was um which was also uh recognizable but the i mean the the score as a to- as a as a whole was great but not as memorable as i thought it was going to be mm. now i'm not saying that's a bad thing but 
you'll it's probably change your memorable. mind once you watch the other two because you then you'll just hear yeah. it over and over again. There are little yeah. late motifs and little yeah. audio cues. Uh, there, like, there are anytime there was some change or like talk about like something different happened, you hear the little like, like yeah. that little bit. Yeah. See, Danny knows what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like that that kind of stuff. You hear it throughout the whole series. When you, if you ever get around to watching two and three, there's more of that. Like, oh, and then like. The when you pick up on those things, it you're like, oh boy, what's coming? <laughs> yeah, like something's gonna happen, or oh, this is super important. Like this is the cue, and then like your big set piece heroic moments or like big action pieces you get from like when he's doing the the skateboard chase, yeah, and when they're racing to connect the cables just before the storm hits, like that's that main score, like that's. To me, iconic. Like I, I hear that. Maybe it's because you know the the three of us. We've been to Universal when Back to the Future was still there, so they'd always play that Shame. in the background. It used, to be, it it used it to be a ride, and The Simpsons took it over. Oh, did it? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Before The Simpsons, it was Back to the Future. Wow, that they still have the car yeah. there. Yeah, but no ride. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, they have the car and spoilers. The 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 other spoilers. thing that I can't mention because right. he hasn't seen the third one yet. <laughs> As Danny <laughs> silently nods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. He's going to have to learn. The Earth Angel. Earth Angel. <laughs> I, I will say for that for the movie or for the music that uh I guess I was so focused on the movie itself that I didn't really hear like listen to the music. You'll pick it up. Or concentrate it, on the music. Yeah. Because it's not like uh like Star Wars where you you just you just kinda hear and then you can you like you know that that it's Star Wars. But then with Back to the Future, I, I guess because uh, the movie I felt was more like focused on the story that I was that I was more focused on the story not so much listening to the music so yeah. I, I don't have like a like a like a firm opinion on the on the on the music other than like what from what I've heard it sounds great can't wait to hear everyone's reaction to that or read everybody's reaction. <laughs> everyone's gonna what hate me how dare you just just watch two and three and then we'll we'll get back to the yeah music. you'll get back to yeah, yeah yeah i think so remember because it's this is alan Silvestri you're talking about this is the guy who, yeah no yeah yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not like mr. saying the guy sucks mr avengers theme. Not. yeah this is mr avengers theme mr forrest gump uh mr uh polar express i'm pretty sure beowulf too just anything anything robbers and mechas and yeah. then you got him playing uh uh in the dance uh with Johnny guitar Oh, yeah, John, yeah okay, I, that was that was a really fun moment and just see him shred at the end and then yeah. just like, what, what is he playing or well, when i the, guess you guys aren't ready for that yet when the <laughs> when the movie opens up with the huge amps oh yeah that was hilarious <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> I, love, I love how the movie opens up with uh power of love playing <laughs> three times <laughs> throughout, it's throughout like, like the first 15 minutes no, like, of the movie. they start the movie they start the song and then it cuts away and then it like picks up where it left off but then he also plays it in his audition. Yeah, but they so, but it's not. <laughs> son and so fun fact. I I we told you this too. Like the the main judge, where he's just like, son, you're just too darn loud. That's Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News fame. Nice. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys. I think I know Anthony has, but if you've seen American Psycho, uh, there's that whole bit of. Uh, do you like Louis? Do you, do you ever listen to Huey Lewis and the News? Like that's a. I'll never like that. Because of American Psycho, I can't think of that band the same ever again. Like you hear "Hip to Be Square" and you're just, uh oh, <laughs> stuff's yeah. going to happen. But though, no, th- yeah, like that whole bit, the beginning of that, and it kind of talks about the, oh yeah, like you know, Marty is talented if a little un, you know, unrefined maybe. So it's a, uh, no, nah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad that you know, there's little things like that you picked up on and. 
Anything that you didn't like from the movie that I didn't like. Be very careful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Everything. No. Damn. That After saying all dude. that, garbage. <laughs> You're a slacker. Dude, I love. Okay, Principal Strickland. Like again, you gotta watch two and three because that. Like I always. Oh, I there's picked more up, of him. I yeah. I I picked up calling people slackers because of that guy. Because of. He's like, you're a slacker, just like your father. And then he comes through. He's like, you're a slacker, McFly. Like, just stop being a slacker. I was like, holy crap, they're bullying him, and he's just like, you're a slacker. I was like, is that the only thing he knows? Like, just, just the word slacker. The slacker. Yeah. Like, what does he do of being principal? Like, he's just. And then, like, someone throws the paper airplane as they're about to fight, and he just like, nah, that guy, that guy's going going down. Not the people who were straight up clenching fists about to throw down but no 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 like that was man priorities that's all i gotta say but yeah anything you didn't like uh i don't think i don't think i disliked anything nice. like like there, there wasn't a time or at any point during the film where i like uh i'm not sure about that or oh that that was kind of off or that was weird or anything like that i, I felt like like everything was great yeah i think everything i think everything in the movie is intentional and I think that's why yeah. it's so well done. And that's why so many people like it because little tiny things from early on in the movie, everything gets a callback. Like everything is there for a purpose because when they go to the past, then it, it like shows up or alludes to something that was earlier in the film. So yeah, I think the pacing of the movie, I think it's solid two hours, but it yeah. doesn't really feel two hours. And it's, it's just, uh, at least for me, it's a great time all around. Yeah. yeah. For, for two hours. It- yeah. It was like there, there wasn't anything there that just made me feel like, oh, this, I mean, that part's kind of off, but no, yeah. everything was great. Yeah. Back to the Future is it's one of those movies for me that, oh, it's on TV, like like airing on TV, just even if it's edited like for time. Screw it. I'm sitting down and watching it like it just it just flows perfectly. It's really one of those movies that it's just like pe- some people will argue it's like the perfect film. It's like it's able to kind of do everything all at once. One of those movies that I can sit down, like I can tell like the perfect like popcorn movie, I could say is Back to the Future. Another one, which hopefully I'll get to talk about one episode is The Mummy starring Brendan Fraser. That's one of those perfect, like grab some popcorn, sit down, have fun, watch. But yeah. Not the one with Tom Cruise. You mean uh, Jake Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. No, thank you. I really wanted that movie to be good, but uh, no, that's that's a no. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, surprise, surprise. Zach loved Back to the Future. So, our, I, mean, I figured our, I was going to like it. Yeah, I figured I was going to yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> our our, uh, our mission now is to show him other, like, iconic movies from the 80s so that he can pick up on stuff. Uh, well, this is going to be a, a rapid-fire pop quiz. Have you seen Top Gun? No. Okay. All right. So, we have to watch We have to watch before. Top Gun because, yes. you know, Maverick comes out before in May. Maver- uh, it's probably gonna get delayed again, so you may have time. <laughs> we may have time. So we got, we got like Top Gun. Uh, we can like one of these action movies. Like, um, you never watched the fir- the Terminator movies either. No, no. So there's that. Uh, well, we gotta do Back to the Future two and three. Two and three to get the you know like a little mix of the whole series. I want him to see like some of like the big like not the, the cheap not the yeah, super yeah. cheesy action yeah. movies of the eighties, but like Jones. the iconic ones like Indiana Point Jones, Break. like. He hasn't Indiana seen Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know what? Um, everything <laughs> off the table. Indiana Jones. None of like, them. Not, <laughs> none of them. Not a single one. <laughs> not a single. Okay, so yeah, I, we're doing Raiders. Say I only saw we have to do Raiders next school. because that's like again, it's a Spielberg film. Back to the Future was produced by Steven Spielberg, and that 
is very formative for a lot of people. Indiana Jones is amazing. I was going to nominate Predator is another great one Why because not? that's probably like arguably my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Like Terminator 1 and 2, obviously they're amazing. Terminator 2 is you know, the hallmark of cinema action, but Predator, man, like is so good. Like Predator from begin like it's it's great. And uh but going back to that, yeah. I think our next Zack to the Future might just be uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that's a good, you know, we're going to start him with the first of trilogies. Yeah. And then, you know, get, get he can gauge if he wants to watch the others, which he, spoiler alert, you should. They're they're yeah. they're hella good. Yeah. Uh especially when you get to Last Crusade, like that is Woo. That's that's my favorite. That one's my that's favorite. one of that's actually like in my Mount Rushmore movies. Like it's it's so good. Your Mount Rushmore movies. <laughs> yeah, right. it's in my. If I have to pick like a top five, that's one of them. Uh, yeah, but that's crazy. You know, before we we uh, we sign off today, speaking of Mount Rushmores, like if uh, we're, we're not doing that. now. We're not doing that okay, now. Good. No, we're not doing that right now. But uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not prepared. Yeah, yeah that's we don't have we like need a eighteen whole other episode hours. For that. Yeah, I'm not prepared. Mount, yeah, for our. Uh, <laughs> What was it that the Brett Goldstein podcast, like movies to be buried with, like mm-hmm. something like that? Like it's got to be, hey, like this is something that you always, or like, like it's, I guess something like Desert Island, where it's like, okay, but what are the movies you would bring with you? Exactly, like that, right? Almost, yeah. Yep, yeah. I've I've got a few on my on my list already, but stay tuned. We'll do that one day. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're gonna try to bring we're gonna bring back that Zach to the Future segment next time, as long as the the kid keeps up with his homework. Yes, we'll be to see what's going on. Stay tuned, everybody, for our uh, social media. Check out, check us out on Instagram. We're gonna be posting uh, Oscar weekend our ballots, official ballots, because we've have these all marked up with you know haves, have nots, maybes. Um, everything might just be redacted, and it's all Dune anyway. So uh, <laughs> check not? it out. Uh, follow along, and if you want to watch live, we'll post live updates and reactions to the Oscar winners. It'll be really fun to have you guys with us. Uh, it'd be great to get some of that community and feedback from our listeners. We really appreciate you guys listening in. And till then, though, we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Everyone's going to get like a foot fetish. <laughs>